uh, uh, Dr. Stewart. Um, we're so excited to have this opportunity to go into all of the amazing things that she's doing. She is trailblazing her own path, ladies and gentlemen, and I just definitely want to showcase and share. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us all the great things. And then we have a few questions we're going to go through, but it's no rush. You, you share everything that you want to share and everything that you want the viewers to hear and know about you and your organizations. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Akilia Stewart. Um, I own a business called Customs by AK. Customs by AK is a shoe customization company um, where I campaign and customize shoes. Um, I also make shoes from scratch as well for different clients, celebrities, organizations, and things like that. Um, and I have been doing that for 10 years now. Um, through that 10 years, it's been, you know, starting a business and all the way to finding the foundations of my company and, you know, just figuring out what it is that I want it to be. Um, and yes, it has been a great time within my business. Um, I've been able to travel, uh, meet different people, do big events for a lot of different people um, and also charitable events and um, travel around the world to different schools as well. Um, with traveling, I've been able to reach out to a lot of students and just get an insight on what they like. Um, also be able to feed them knowledge and entrepreneurship. And so it's been a great thing. Um, and from that, I have been inspired to start a nonprofit called Saving Souls by AK. The nonprofit basically provides to children um, on a daily basis of just what they need. Um, mm -hmm. I think we kind of forget about, you know, what do kids need? They get home and, you know, they go to school and you think they're set, but, you know, it's a different time frame now. Um, they've been through a pandemic and, you know, their minds are different now. <laughs> um, right. Some of them don't want to go to college anymore. Some want us to just go straight to entrepreneurship, but have no clue what that looks like. And they're just jumping right in. So if I can go ahead and feed them the knowledge they need or provide the sources they need to do that, then, hey, I'm here. Um, also, some kids, you know, before the pandemic, um, you know, everyone was on a struggle. Um, everyone was trying to figure out how to make funds meet. Um, parents were stressed out. Kids were, you know, stuck in the house. Kids were born during the pandemic and don't even know what the outside world is. And I think when we got back to our normal lives, we kind of forgot about the kids of like, hey, they're kids and they went through a pandemic. We're still freaking out as adults, but what do you think the kids are doing? And so, you know, before the pandemic, there were still kids that were homeless, still kids who didn't have meals, still kids who didn't have clothes on their back. And then during the pandemic and after, um, that effect has even increased more. And so um, my saving souls basically will tap back in with those kids to kind of like help them with what they need. If they need somewhere to go to wash their clothes, we can provide that for them. If they need a hot meal for today or tomorrow, then we can provide that. If they need resources um, on mental health or anything that they need possibly, we can help those through our um, through our nonprofit. So um, basically, it's like more of like when I say saving souls, it's just like you're saving that soul that's already born, but you know someone that needs those right footsteps in that direction. So um, I'm very proud of saving souls. Um, it had customs by AK, which is my shoe company, has been leading for saving souls for this long. So um, it just got off the ground this year, and I'm excited to see what comes from it. Um, and also, um, I just partnered with Dallas ISD, which is in, you know, Dallas District, mm -hmm. Dallas Independent mm -hmm. School District, District, excuse me. Um, I just partnered with them where I'll curriculum to the kids in class where they can learn how to customize sneakers from scratch and also customize sneakers um, through painting, but also learn um, through entrepreneurship and how it is to be your own business person. Um, basically, they will get a role in a position they want to be when they grow up. And they get to implement that in my sneaker lab. 
and be able to customize the sneaker through their position. Position. So if they want to be in marketing, then they will be the marketing person within that shoe company. If they want to be an artist, they'll be an artist in that group um, of that shoe company. And they'll get to see how it really feels. Just giving them that aspect of how it really feels to be in that position and to make sure that's what they want to do. Uh, I know growing up in high school, I didn't have a chance to be like, let me try what marketing is before I go into marketing. Let me see what a business is before I go into business. Let me see if I really want to be an artist. And, you know, you just, we just kind of were thrown out there. We did four years of school and was thrown into the job. I'm like, I went to school for this and I don't like it. Right. You know? So, and now I got to start all over and <laughs> figure out where I want to go. And now I'm an adult and I got to figure out life too. So it's harder. So now these programs that, you know, Dallas Independent, uh, Independent School District have now, which is called CTE, will be able to provide students with the programs they need to figure out if that's what they want to do in life and uh, make sure they want to go down those steps before they leave high school. And then my sneaker lab kind of just gives them that fun aspect of, you know, let me really figure out like if I like this job title, you know, so um, mm -hmm. I'm super excited. It's growing big. Um, I'm actually trying to get it all over through, through the US, which we're working, um, but there's so much to come. <laughs> That is exciting. And so you, I think you kind of touched on it already. Um, what brought you into this line of work, COVID, um, seeing the, um, the disparities in the, in the communities and especially having a heart for children. I mean, that's what I pulled out of it. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, it goes way back from that. Um, actually when I started in high school, um, I went from, um, Dallas, I Dallas ISD to, um, Richardson ISD in mm -hmm. high school. And um, my parents were those like go-to parents, you know, like if someone needed some, for whatever reason, they, people just clung to my parents. It's not like my parents said anything, but they were just, I guess, easy to go to. And it became like, they called the, the parents. <laughs> so um, I, I'm my only child, but I never felt like it. Um, because wow. there was always someone at my house. My mom was always providing and it felt natural. I felt like I had siblings, you know, so it, it was nothing, you know, that was taken away from our family or anything, but more giving back to people. And I guess, um, that rubbed off on me a lot because um, right. I just see my parents naturally give to people who need it and care. And then to this day, I'm, I'm 32 years old and those same people, you know, like when's Thanksgiving, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? You know, <laughs> that love. So um, seeing that passion with my parents and seeing like kids that who just are good kids and truly need it um, and see how they turned out just from that love and just that extra help outside of their own parents or outside of school. Um, you, it just gives, you know, and it helps too. That little thing can help. And so uh, that really did rub off on me. Uh, when I first started my business, the second year into my business, um, I had actually three mentor kids that were mentoring. Wow. I mean, I'm just fresh in my business. I barely really even know it, but I had kids who were just so inspired by what I did. And these were trouble kids, considered trouble kids, and they were going down deep paths. And um, one of the schools that I used to volunteer for just asked, like, hey, can you help in any type of way? And I kind of brought them to, into what I do, which is customize their shoes, and they fell in love with it. And it kind of changed their lives. It gave them something to do, and it gave them a purpose. And it gave them time to just talk. We would literally be on um, on the iPhone, off iPhones on um, FaceTime chatting about... Um, chatting about uh, like just daily life activities, just things they go through and just venting, them have an opportunity to vent and um, they just needed that. And they have transformed their lives. So now that, that they have graduated high school, they are going off to college and now they're entrepreneurship just from going through the little program that I did. You know, for me, it was little, but to them, it was everything. It's just something they needed. And so that's what kind of inspired that motive to like, what can I, 
like, what is my why? Like, why am I doing what I'm doing in my business and what, what's going to get me there? And that's why my model had changed or not even changed, it just become and got bigger on like what my purpose was within my business. And that's also how Saving Souls came about too. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, and it's so amazing to hear it and watch it. And, and, you know, I, I've been watching you through LinkedIn for several months, even before we connected. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> and it was just, you know, you posting gave me the courage to continue to post and share, which is what connected us. And, and I always say when I do get the opportunity to, and pleasure to meet um, my LinkedIn amazing connections is a lot of times we don't connect with people because we don't know them, but we don't know them until we connect with them. And, and some of the things, as I mentioned, you know, with inspiring you to greatness and the things that we're doing in in the nonprofit world and the things that you were doing, had I not had this interview, I would not even have known how much of the touch that we reach. As example, you said a lot of the kids aren't wanting to go to traditional four-year college. That was, I think, how we connected on the post for vocational schools, because that's one of the things out of, out of um, 600 um, students that we touch in a seminar, I would say it's a 60-40 split. 60% are vocational, 40% are college. And I would say 30% of those are legacies because their parents went to college. Those 10% are those first gens, which is getting smaller and smaller by category. So this is huge. Not only are you giving the youth an option. Now you, you do have traditional college, you have vocational school, but now you have your entrepreneurial school that they don't have to wait to go to. We're teaching them that they, they can take the competitive advantage by going to junior college while they're still in high school. You're sending them to entrepreneurial school while they're still in high school. This is amazing. And this is why it needs to be addressed and, and released so that more ISDs can hear about it, open these programs up. And I mean, we have what, over what, uh, thousands, thousands of ISDs here in Texas alone. If we're going to go throughout the U.S., boom, 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 boom. That's the start. So I'm all about being progressive and showing, okay, you've already paved the way. You've already said it in one of the largest ISDs in Texas, Dallas, which is also one of the most progressive and also one of the ones that is the largest melting pot of multicultural, but as well as with a large percentage of African-American youth that may not have even been, um, had access to these opportunities had you not done it. It's true. It's true. It's, it's well needed. Um, most people don't know what I do um, behind customizing shoes, but when I get the platform to explain it, they're like, wow, you right. know, we need more of this because it, it is needed. It's like, I, I kind of, it is, sounds so sad, but it's like they're forgotten almost. The kids are forgotten. It's like, you got to go to school and you got to read this book in school to take this test in school just to go to college. And then that's it. But then you're forgetting about mental health. You're forgetting right. about pandemics, life, right, family, balance, just being able to, like back then we weren't exposed to everything. These kids are exposed to everything. There's right. not a secret about anything anymore. Not one right. thing. I have a seven-year-old and he knows everything and it scares me to death. But right. they're exposed to so much that it's just too much too. It's too much to process before you even have to go into the real world to even do it. Like I have to get this together now because 
back then we used to take our time. Like we can go to college, you go to high school, go to college, you can sit back a little bit, figure it out. But now it's like the world is exposed. Like, oh, this is what I gotta do. I gotta do this to be this, or I wanna be famous because I see this in here. And so I gotta do this and that now. So kids are just moving faster. Right. Well, not with the knowledge of what they need to move faster for, you know, right. they're just hopping right in and then they're, they're crashing and then the mental health is crashing and then their minds are just going. So it's just, they need the guidance. They need the help. They need the funness. They need the love. Um, and like I said, it, and they need it outside of home in school. And right. They need the third party. That's what it is. The third party they need. Yes. Party because the village. You listen to your mom and dad all day. I can say me growing up. So I listened to my parents. I was straight by their rule book and everything. Then you go to school and you got to get lectured all day. You got to go through that. You got to be perfect just to get good grace to go to the next level. And it's a lot. Nowadays, right. it's a lot. It's right. basically and, a lot. Now it's and the lot. third, right. And the third, as you know, is the the cyberbullying that we didn't have. Yes. So, I mean, what was social media? It was uh, 2010 or 11 when I just started social media. So that was like, back then was like the thing. <laughs> right. And, and, and I was super saved. So I didn't even get that. <laughs> it was monitored on too. always always we i was almost a pk of three <laughs> kid. i was raised baptist and it was very very um traditional so you're right we didn't have any of that and that's one of the things that i'm hearing you say your parents one child a village they created a village even back then and that's what i hear saving souls is is bringing back that village because you know we are a lot of times we're islands and we raise our kids separately. You know, um, as I told you um, early in our interview, uh, when I moved to Frisco in 2008, it was 6%, 6% African-American. So, and, and at that time, pretty much every neighborhood had its own school. Mm -hmm. So if you lived in North Frisco, you wouldn't even know the kids that lived in South Frisco. It was literally, they created community but also kind of like created um, islands. Mm -hmm. And so every time we moved from one island to another island, we've met a new village. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how it happened to me. I lived in Frisco um, and my son only knew the people that was at his school, but down the street, there was another school in that little um, housing area. And then that, they were separate though. And you really right. didn't know the kids or those people that lived over there. And not right. just saying that like we couldn't go meet them, but it wasn't as easy either. Right. We were segregated. Um, and then I moved to Plano and it was different too. It's like starting all over, you know, and we're just down the street. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, um, I, I'm basically, we're, we're answering the question so well <laughs> as we're flowing through the interview, because of course, you know, my next question would be, um, what is your specific agenda and why? And I'm already hearing it's about creating the village for the children and just letting them know whatever their needs are in addition to what the families are doing that, that your organizations are there for them. Now, um, I'm gonna ask a, a question and um, kind of like a piggyback to that. Have you received any pushback or um, any uh, d discouragement from the parents of feeling like it's too much or, or are they open to receiving it? They're so open because they need it. Everybody needs it. I need it. I'm a parent myself. Yeah. You know, I need it. It's right now, like I said, we, we went through a whole pandemic. Right now, all, all guards are down. Parents need the help. Um, teachers need the help. Mm -hmm. Staff need the help. 
everybody needs help. Not, there's not one person. There's CEOs who need help. There's okay. everyone needs help right now. So um, it's more of a not push back, but like, what can we do to go forward even more? Okay. Right now, like we need more help right now. And and, and that's a get there. And that's a great segue. What can we do? What can our viewers do to help your organization and everything that you are doing right now? Just making it more aware, um, putting it out there um, so that we can get the, the stuff that we need to provide for these children. Um, I'm only one person. My team is only one village. And, you know, we're growing, uh, we're growing rapidly, but um, these are children we're talking about. They're never not gonna stop coming <laughs> children yeah. are born every day you know and you get different you have different ro different roles different um cultures different type of students um different type of kids different type of backgrounds and i wanted to be where it's not just one background it's all backgrounds because right. we can all learn from it from some way and then these kids are also teaching us adults too they are um and then they're putting us in our place too because we come from a totally different <laughs> generation right. They're like, no, we're together and we, we, we're saying we've been apart. And they're like, well, no, we're going to have to get it together so you can get us together, you know? So, um, you know, having diversity within my program too means a, a lot to me. So just making sure that the word gets out there and that people um, that come into it, um, come into it with a clear mind and a good vision of, you know, helping these kids. I mean, that's right. what it's literally all about. So um, for me, it's just, like I said, getting it out there and letting people more be more aware of what's going on and how they can help. So you want to share your website, if, if you have any volunteer opportunities, if a company is interested in doing a mentorship or a partnership with you, you want to share that information with them? Yes. Yeah, so my website is www.customsbyak.com. Um, that is more of my customization um, website, but for any mentorship, partnerships, anything like that, um, volunteering work, um, you can uh, reach us at info at customsbyak.com. That's info at customsbyak.com. And yeah, we will, you know, Saving Souls is, uh, the website is under construction, <laughs> but it will be up and running soon. Um, but yeah, that's, um, and then any of my social platforms, my LinkedIn um, is under my name, Achillea. It also, Customs by AK has a LinkedIn as well. Um, and then on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, it's still the same, Customs by AK. Um, and then also under my name, Achillea, A-K-E-L-L-I-A. So yeah. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so I just want to continue on these efforts. These are the things that you told us that you're doing. How are you going to continue to make this mark upon the world? I know you mentioned you wanted to spread with other ISDs. How can we help you to do that? How can we help you to continue to make this mark? Um, keeping an open mind and just reaching out. Um, people reach out to me all the time. I'm pretty okay. sure are just, you know, seeing how they can provide. And that's just literally all it takes, a conversation. Just like me and you, we're having a conversation. Um, we've talked about my business and you know what it needs and stuff like that and just getting people aware um and just getting my story out there um more people hear my story the more people are like oh wow like i could provide into something like that some people have companies that with their company fits into what i'm doing and so right. they didn't even know that until they figure out what i'm doing and so once they figure out they're like hey yeah uh, this fits perfect how can we help and provide so yeah just reaching out and you know let us know like, how you can be a part um of what we got going in the movement um gonna be a big movement i i see it already it's it's literally going before my eyes it's way bigger than what i ever thought it would be 
and I'm so happy because it has really changed lives. Uh, I've been able to provide scholarships. I've been able to provide, um, send kids off to college, you know, like motivate them. And that's, I'm 32 years old. You know, that's a good thing for me to say. Like, I was not just in college not too long ago, you know, so to see that, you know, me be able to inspire kids and want to push them forward through whatever they love to do, why not? That is incredible. Oh my goodness. So we talked a lot about um, growing up, you being the only child. Now I want to take it to the future. If you could use this as a post for your future self, let's say when you're 72, oh, <laughs> what what would you like to look back and remember upon what you guys are doing my impact simple just my impact on because I see my impact now and it's small because I'm small right now but I just know the bigger I get the bigger the impact and I can't wait to just look back and be like man look how many people or look how many students or kids have like come so far and be able to reach everything they can reach just by simply being there in their presence and just providing whatever it is they need. Wow. Simple, like the little simplest things. And I, and I say, when I say simple, I mean, I met a, a student and she didn't have anywhere to wash her clothes. And she used to get picked on and bullied on. She used to be a honor roll student, drop down to C, almost about to get out of, flunk out of school because she just wasn't doing good, but she was getting bullied and just didn't know like how to process that. Um, and at home, it was just a lot of hard, they didn't understand bullying because of generation wise, and that's okay too. But, you know, she just didn't have the back end help that she needed. And just providing, being able to talk to her and mentor her, provide her a way to just wash her clothes on the daily. Now she's A on a roll, she's doing well, she's not getting bullied, and she has more confidence in herself to just push forward and just knowing herself as an individual too, and knowing that whatever you're going through and whoever judges you doesn't matter. It's only about what you think of and you know, like how you process things yourself has changed her life completely. And that's why I say like the little things, like little things just like that can change a child's life. So yeah, just being able to do those things. Impact, amazing. So in alignment with our newest podcast, uh, The Pitfalls uh, and Pleasures of Entrepreneurship, what has been some of your greatest pitfalls, but then also some of your greatest passions as to um, starting something that hadn't been done, the custom um, custom shoes, as well as leading it into creating your own internal village? So as far as my pitfalls, ooh. <laughs> um, you know, for me, it's like a good bad for me. Um, for me, it's when I, I decided to go like 100% into entrepreneurship. Um, I was literally like, when I say so nervous and shaking in my boots, if you want to say, <laughs> that leap of faith, like it was the hardest decision ever. And I was, as an adult, you know, I was making that decision, but it was just so scary. And I'm like, why am I so scared? But I also loved what I did. I used to be in the medical field. I actually worked at um, Baylor Hospital in uh, Frisco. And I was on the fence of like, do I want to continue this career path? Because I do love it. It's great opportunity, great facility, great establishment. I don't want to do what I really, really, really love, what I have the passion for and what comes so natural to me. And like, you know, and I, for about a year within that job, I was there for like three years, but for a year in that job, I juggled both jobs. I would work there during the day, 
lunch break, I would literally do shoes in my car <laughs> for customers. I would go home for shoes with no sleep, wake up, go back to work, you know, just on weekends, do it full time, my uh, shoe business, and just continue to push and push and push. And it had got to the point where like, I was doing more work in my my entrepreneurship business than I was in my actual job. And I actually was enjoying it a lot more. And people were like, where are you at? Like, yeah. I feel like you need to be out here more with what you're doing because it's so wonderful. You're not meant to sit behind a desk. These are other people telling me I'm not meant to sit behind a desk. Also, when I had my child, I stopped doing shoes and all. And they were like, no, ma'am, come back. Like, where, where are you? We need you back. <laughs> like, this is, this is your world. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of like, for me, it was like a pitfall because I was just like, ah, you know, I, I literally jumped out there. I did, you know, I, I wasn't like going by what people normally tell you, like save money before you just leave another, another job and doing all this yeah. stuff. I just jumped out. <laughs> and when I took that jump, um, I kid you not, two days later, I had one of the biggest deals that came my way. Oh. Yet, if I would have stayed at my job, I would have never received that. I would have received the deal, but I would never been able to fulfill that deal because I still worked that other job. And mm. for me, I would have never left just to do you know something like that. So ever since then, um, my business has transpired so much that it just never stopped since then. Everything has just kept going and going and going. And kind of God gave me my message is like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Because Absolutely. I asked, I was like, what, please give me a sign, some type of sign that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, let me know if I need to go back to work because I'll go. <laughs> and that was a sign. He just kept bringing more stuff to me, more stuff to me. And it was just realigning me, letting me know that, like, oh, okay, you're doing what you're supposed to do. And this is the way to do it, too. So I was like, okay, great. So, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like your pitfall turned into your pleasure. Yes, it did. <laughs> it was, it was like, <laughs> that, and you know what? That I love it because I never even put it together like that. Because a lot of times the thing that we're fighting is a lot of times the thing that we need to just do it. In, and I heard, um, what's the man's, um, I want to call him Brown, but I know he has a name. And now I want to say Tamla Man's husband. Okay, really? Anyways, uh, Mr. Man said, sometimes we have to do it afraid. He said, you know, they never acted before when they first started doing plays and they didn't know if anybody was going to show up, but they just did it. They just stepped out and they just did it. And that's what it sounds like. You know, everybody was telling you, like I'm all about, I heard T.D. Jake say many, many years ago, you have stable bills, you need stable money. So I did the same thing. I would work my job during the day, um, uh, fun, finance my vision and, and do my business at night. But then I asked my pastor for wisdom one time. And he said, when your business is making more money than you're making on your job, or um, we heard, I heard an investor tell me this. He said, when my job is in the way of me making money in my business, and I like that way better. It's, uh-uh, excuse me. I got to say farewell to welfare and I got to step on out and, and be in my wealthy place. And that was like in my early 20s. I just had a problem with jobs. I just couldn't do it. I'll put in because I had little babies. I have twins, as I mentioned. Um, and then I had a daughter that's not a year apart. And then I have a daughter that's six years older. So I basically had my own little village. So yeah, I try to put in because I want to be there and I want to be at the PTA meetings and all that. But then on the other hand, I own my time, you know? And for this, 30,000 I'm getting a year on my job I can get a contract for 30,000 and and it was the mindset 
I had to have an entrepreneurial mindset before I could walk in an entrepreneurial life. And it sounds like even without the training and the understanding, you already were walking in it because you already had to write it. Yeah, true. It's really true. It really is true. It's crazy how it happens, but it really is true. Mm, that is amazing. Um, I, I, I know we're running out of time. I just have one last question that I would like for you to share with everyone. How or what? I know you said impact, and I know we're saving souls. But as far as you, Miss Stewart, tell us about what you want to leave about yourself and how you want us to know you. Um, I want you to know me as Achilles Stewart. Um, but you know, I want you to also understand I'm a mother. I'm a woman of business. Um, I, you know, have a family, a life, <laughs> you know, I do everything that everybody else does too. Um, a lot of people do a lot of stuff, but they think, oh, she's just having a good life. And, you know, she's just partying. Like, no, I work three times, probably four or five times harder. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like you can do this too. Right. Um, I'm not somebody that you can't be, um, or I'm not, um, something that can't inspire you to do within your own business or company. And that um, I'm just a girl from Dallas, Texas, <laughs> that's trying to make an impact on the world. So um, just, you know, it's, I'm just me. And just to be yourself. Don't, um, don't inspire to be anyone else. Also, if you run a business, don't try to be anyone else's business. Be your own business and have your own motion of what you want to do within your business and go off of that because it'll be so much easier if you do it rather than trying to be somebody's us business that they've already built. So, yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Thank you so much. 